What's up, peeps? Welcome to the Ebb and Flow podcast. It's me, Eben Britton, the ex-NFLer turned yogi, etc., etc. It's excellent to be with you guys on this magnificent day we have before us. Today's episode is all about the yes universe that we inhabit. It's a solo role. I'm enjoying these. I hope you are too. Today's episode is brought to you by my brothers and sisters over at Wake. Head over to wake.net for the fantastic functional fungi that have been such profound medicines in my life. They've got lion's mane, reishi, cordyceps, turkey tail, profound for cognitive function, immune support, digestive health, all around. These are ancient adaptogenic substances. These have been been around for millennia, since the dawn of man, I would argue to say. In fact, did you know that we share more DNA with fungi than just about anything else on the planet? It's fascinating stuff. Um, the stoned ape theory. As early man made his way out of the African savanna, following the herds of animals that he was hunting, he and she were hunting, eating the mushrooms growing out of the dung heaps, consciousness expanding, having this godlike experience. It's a theory I happen to, why not believe in? So Wake does a tremendous job. They make beautiful products. Highly recommend them. Head over to wake.net. Use code EBBINFLOW to get 10% off and free shipping on your next order. Highly recommend those. Before I send you off to enjoy this really epic episode of the Ebb and Flow, I would love to see you guys join me on Patreon. Join the Power Tribe at patreon.com forward slash EDS Britain. We have a lot of fun, a lot of bonus content, breath work, guided meditations, yoga flows. We also are doing a monthly get together on Zoom in person. I guess if it's Zoom, it's not in person. A live Zoom. So you get to interact with me, do a little work, ask some questions, have a good time commune with like-minded individuals. Love to see you guys there. That's about it, folks. Lots of love to all of you. And until next time, I'll see y'all on the flip side. Enjoy. You have unlocked the eternal link to internal source. The key of imagination. Your admission. Access to the enlightened dimension. A gateway at the junction of darkness and light. The place at which the chaos of our conditioned frame of mind give way to a life in constant flux. Only to be mastered through vigilant discipline. Peaceful times may come. Testing times may go. This is the ebb and flow. What's up, peeps? 
Welcome to the Ebb and Flow podcast. It's me, Ebon. It's excellent to be with you on this magnificent day we have before us. Today's episode, I felt compelled to talk about the yes universe that we all inhabit. This is a yes universe. What does that mean? When you hear that, what comes up for you? I know that can be a tricky thing to believe in, to participate in, in our Western conditioned thought paradigm, but I am here to illuminate this idea of a yes universe. We inhabit a yes universe. I'm going to kick it off with a reading from one of my favorite texts, the Bhagavad Gita. This is a translation by Stephen Mitchell. I reference this a lot. It's a profound text. It is, of course, the story of Arjuna and Krishna in the middle of the battlefield having a discussion on yoga. Yoga, of course, means union. Now, that in itself is a can be an abstract idea. And in the West, we've really come to identify yoga as this exercise practice. The various asanas, the, the, the positions, asana postures um, that we inhabit, the down dogs, the cobras, all of that good stuff. And the asanas are a super key element to the yoga practice. However, yoga is truly a way of life. It's a, it's a way of being. It's union. It is from a 10,000 foot level. I was talking to somebody yesterday on a podcast and, and the idea of the 100,000 foot view occurred to me. And I know when we, whenever we talk about a high level perspective, we usually say like 30,000 feet or 50,000 feet. But if you think about it, if you've ever been on an airplane and you look out the window and you look down at the earth, you can still see the duality of life. You can pick out objects, you can see the trees, you can see the landscape, the clouds, etc. But say we went up even higher into space and all there was was the earth and space and you realize it was all just this one giant thing that keeps going and going and going forever and ever. So from that perspective, yoga as union is truly unifying the mind-body-spirit with the source. God, spirit, the universe, whatever you'd like to call it, the supreme reality that underlies all things. So as we begin, this passage isn't necessarily indicative of the yes universe um, philosophy that we're going to explore in this episode, but the words of Krishna, for me, resonate, vibrate my being into this feeling tone of connection. 
and being anchored into the source of all things. The Lord dwells deep in the heart of all beings by his wondrous power, making them all revolve like puppets on a carousel. Devoted to him, Arjuna, take refuge in him alone. By his kindness, you will attain the state of imperishable peace. Thus, I have taught you the secret of secrets, the utmost knowledge. Meditate deeply upon it, then act as you think best. Now listen to my final words, the deepest secret of all. I am speaking for your own welfare, since you are precious to me. If you focus your mind on me and revere me with all your heart, you will surely come to me. This I promise, because I love you. Powerful. Well, I was wrong. That does speak to the yes universe. This is a universe... Love could be described as the pervading essence of the universe, the God essence. And so you think to yourself, well, I have free will, which is a whole other podcast in itself. You think to yourself, I can make choices all the time. I say no a thousand times a day. Maybe I don't say no enough. Maybe all I do is say yes, and it drives me into a complete state of tumult and chaos and complete (laughs) disconnection with myself. I know I have had that experience in my own life where I have been unable to say no to things that my innermost being knows I should be saying no to, and yet the unhealed part of me yields to whatever the request is and says yes, knowing full well that when I go get to that moment in time, whatever it might be, the scheduled thing, the meeting, the the assistance that's being asked of, etc., I have this tremendous amount of resistance, resentment, anxiety about following through with that yes because I've overextended myself. I've put my energy into a place, I've committed myself, my being, my body, to a thing that is not in the flow of my life. And I'm sure all of you can uh, relate to that in some form or another. So as a yes universe, what does this mean? This is an idea that I first came upon through Louise Hay's work. As you know, I love Louise Hay. She is undoubtedly one of my spirit mothers. I've never met her in person. She's She was passed long before I came to her work. But her teachings have resonated deeply with me in my life and have afforded me a tremendous amount of healing and, and overcoming and opening up. And, and I, I'm a big believer in Louise Hayes' work. It's beautiful how our words, our thoughts, our life actions can transcend our lifetime. You have no idea the things you are doing today, how they will impact, affect individuals hundreds of years from now, thousands of years from now. Like I said, like I always say, 
Every single thing we do, think, be, act, put out into the world sends ripples into the universe far out beyond our wildest imagination. We have no idea how they will impact or affect the, the frequency of consciousness pervading the space and time that they find themselves in. So the yes universe, this universe loves you. You are a divine manifestation, a divine physical manifestation of the almighty, of the divine source, the divine intelligence, the universal intelligence that the supreme reality that underlies all things. And in that, like I have always said, you have a very unique purpose here on this planet in this lifetime. Now, because of our Western conditioning, because of the labyrinthian machinations of the mind, of the mental space, the mental plane that we all have access to inhabit, we all can succumb to, especially in this material realm, we've lost sight of that. And it becomes very confusing. And when there's so much offered, which is a great thing, we live in, we live in the manifestation of heaven on earth. That's where we are. When you have so much access to all of these things and these various options and opportunities and pleasures and delights and luxuries and all the things, the foods, the entertainment, the all of it. When you have access to so many things, the, the, the soul becomes clouded by the mind. And it can be very difficult or it can take time and effort to clear away the murkiness, to get down to the root of it all the root of you, for you to tap into the source that exists within you to express your divine purpose, your divine work into the world. This universe loves you so much. This universe loves you so much that it is going to bring to you everything that you put out into it. This is where we get to the yes universe. So what does that mean? Whatever you think about, whatever you fixate on, wherever your focus and attention lie, this is what the universe will bring to you. This is what the universe manifests in your life. Now, another caveat to this being that we live in this Western paradigm of the nine to five rigmarole, our education system, climbing the corporate ladder, etc., living out these 
paths of perceived success and attainment and what have you. And you get stuck in the cycle of that. So if you get up every morning, so you get up every morning at 7 a.m., you eat breakfast, you take your dogs for a walk, you kiss your family, you take your shower, you get on the way to work, you drive to work, you go to work, you do your job, you feel, eh, maybe you're really excited about it, maybe you're not so excited about it, maybe you're doing the job just to earn a paycheck, maybe you're really passionate about your work, which is great. And that's really profound and that should be acknowledged. But maybe you're just doing it because it's the thing to do. You come home, the day ends around five, you get in your car, you might go stop off at the local bar, whatever, have happy hour with your coworkers, with your friends, decompress a little bit, make your way home by six or seven for dinner time, have your dinner, spend a little time with your loved ones. Maybe watch a little TV, go to bed, do it all over again. Now you do this day in and day out, day in and day out, day in and day out, day in and day out. First of all, there's nothing wrong with this. Second of all, though, understand what you're putting out into the universe. If you are unhappy in that cycle, recognize the pattern of behavior which you, yes, are perpetuating through your active will. But now think about from a bigger perspective, the universe is going to perpetuate that cycle for you. Perhaps you're feeling some vibration of resistance coming through your heart space. Going, you know, this, this, this isn't it. I need something else. What else is there? And you might go and you take a vacation, you go and you do something, you go and you, you fucking live it up, you open up, you act out, whatever it might be, to find a little bit of shakeup. But it's not quite right. It's not quite right. The universe is giving you what you keep giving to it. The universe is giving you what you keep giving to it. Over and over again. Where is your attention? Where is your focus? What is your intention for your life? We have intention and attention. These are the two tools by which we manifest and create the life of our dreams, of our heart's desire. And it begins with the thoughts, begins with the mind. So what do we have to do? First, we have to get control of the mind. The mind is a magnificent servant. It's a tyrannical master. When the mind is running the show, it's a fucking really heavy, hard, difficult ride. Especially when we have cell phones, computers, social media, television, all of the things that keep us distracted and tuned out of our life's purpose, of our divine work. 
They've done studies when people are watching television. This is years and years. I mean, this has been since the invention of television. They've done studies when people are watching television, they're burning less calories than when they're even eating. This is because the television, the cell phones, the computers, anytime we are tuned out watching the junk, because there is great there is great informational content that we can consume that fills us up rather than depletes us. But what these things do is they literally turn off our brains. They turn the brain off so that it doesn't have to imagine, it doesn't have to create, it doesn't have to envision. It doesn't have to dream because there it is. There's this machine doing it all for you. But it can be very easy. It's very seductive. It's very comforting. It's very comfortable to slip back into the TV, whatever it might be. Television in particular. Television and the screens, entertainment emanating from the screens. And like I said, it's all God. God is in everything. There's God in that too. So it's not inherently bad or inherently evil. This is something I'm working deeply on right now. Because the warrior essence of me, the warrior spirit in me, wants to cling to the idea that there are evil, bad people out there making my life more difficult. I'm working on releasing that. What if there were only good people doing the best they could with what they had. As Socrates said, there is no evil but ignorance. So whatever it might be, the results of your actions may very well look horrific. That is not to say the intention was evil, was malicious, was malevolent. It's a very distinct difference. Because if it's all God, and God is in everything, and the true power of healing comes from love and forgiveness, and living in a state of anger at some external force for X, Y, or Z, keeps me in a victim state. Because that's much easier. That's much easier than forgiving and saying what I need. What do I want? What do I want to manifest in my life? This thing isn't working for me. This thing isn't working for me. Okay, whose fault is that? At the end of the day, it's my fault because I have not expressed what I need, what I want, what I desire, and I'm not putting that out into the universe. which moves me, which moves us into a state of empowerment because now we're the creator of our life. That takes much more energy. It's much easier to live in the anger. It's their fault, man. It's their fucking fault that I'm in this position. It's that situation's fault that I'm in that this position. Okay, if you want to live in that, The universe is going to perpetuate it. It's a yes universe, baby. 
The universe loves you so deeply that whatever you're feeling, sensing, even if it's not good, even if it's keeping you held back, even if it's keeping you prisoner, the universe loves you so much, it's going to give you what you want, what you're saying you want. Your mind might be going, yeah, Ed, but I don't want that. But your emotional body is is literally tied, tethered to that vibration of being. It's their fault. Therefore, I can only do X, Y, and Z. Sit with that for a moment. Sit with that. What are you angry about? What do you feel like is holding you back? Who's the person you have resentments towards? What's going on in your life right now? Why isn't your life exactly how you dream it should be? Exactly how you want it to be? Exactly how you desire it to be? What is it? What's happening? Whatever it is, just be with it. Just be with that. Take a deep breath into it. Just let it out. Be with it. Be with it. Be with it. Be with it. Just recognize it. Acknowledge it. Love yourself for feeling that. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Western civilization could be otherwise termed the great experiment. The human species, in esoteric teachings, is the great experiment. Because what happened was they took God consciousness and they combined it with the animal mind, animal body. Think about in our brain, we have a reptilian brain. And then the Godhead is the prefrontal cortex, which evolved on top of the reptilian brain. The reptilian brain is down at the base of the skull, connects to the spine. It's primal, it's ancient. That's our fight, flight, freeze mechanism, our fear response been very useful for us keep us alive keep us out of danger keep us strong and hard but it's time to take your seat it's time to take your seat with god let go of that let go of the fear let go of the anxiety Because you see, we are all prisoners in a cell in which we have the keys for liberation in our pocket. It's up to us. The universe already gave you the keys to the car, gave you the keys to the palace, to the temple, to heaven when you were born. 
It's up to you to realize it. Get out of your own way. Let it all go. Let it all go. Let it all go. Let it all go. Let it go and get out of your own way. What do you want? What do you desire? What is your intention for your life? Where is your attention? Otherwise, where is your focus? Where is your energy? The universe will bring it to you. It takes effort. It takes discipline. It takes surrender. It's not comfortable. Get out of the comfort. Comfort is one of the most addicting drugs on the planet. Doesn't come in a pill. Well, change that. It comes in whatever form we need it to. Comes in a pill, it comes in a TV, it comes in a computer, it comes in a cell phone, it comes in the couch, it comes in the bed. Comfort is the drug of resistance. The resistance that keeps us from living out our divine destiny, our divine work on this planet, our divine truth, our purpose. It is a yes universe. This universe will bring you everything you could possibly imagine and then some beyond your wildest imagination. But it's up to you to send that vibration out into the universe so that the universe knows what you want. Get your mind in order, get your body in order. Your emotional body will begin to follow that. The universe responds to the vibration of your emotional body. Emotion, energy in motion. It's the energy that moves through you. It's the energy that moves through all things, everything. And the one thing. Does this make sense? You might look around in your life and you know people who just, everything just happens for them. It's easy. It seems easy. Professionally, they just seem to get the opportunities. They have the magic in their touch. They know the right thing to say. They just keep climbing the ladder. The universe just literally brings things on a platter to them. But there's other areas in their life where maybe they're not so tuned in. Relationships, food, whatever it might be. We all have our things. This experience is so infinite. It's vast. It's an ocean. It's beyond an ocean. It's if the universe was an ocean, it might that might equate to the experience that we have. But you just keep peeling back the the layers of the onion. And there's just more and more and more and more. And it goes deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And deeper and deeper. And one day you think, yeah, I got here. I figured it out. I made it. I got here. This is it. This is where I'm at. This is where it, it all is. This is where it's happening. And then all of a sudden you hit another rut. And you realize there's more work. 
There's more to do. There's more layers to peel back. There's more things to uncover. There's more healing to be done. And it can be simultaneously true that it's all here within you right now. And there is a process of unfoldment to get you to that state of perfection, of enlightenment, of transcendence, etc. It's all true. It's all true. We're all just on this ride. We're on this ride together. It's amazing right now, right now in this moment, think about, feel your feet on the ground. Every single person being on this planet is with you right now. We're all here. We're all here right now together. The universe says yes to you. When you say no to things, you're saying yes to other things. When you say yes to things, you're saying no to other things. It's the union of life. It's the whole picture, the yin and the yang, the darkness and the light, the positive and the negative, the feminine and the masculine. It's all one circle. You have the power. You have the keys to the palace. It's up to you. It's up to you. Every moment is an opportunity. Every breath is an opportunity. Every day is an opportunity. Every week is a new opportunity. Every month, every year, it's all opportunities. I came out of my football career, I was 28 years old. I was devastated, physically, mentally, spiritually. I had no fucking idea who I was, what I was supposed to do with my life. I was completely destroyed. And this was as an individual who believed I knew what I was going to do with myself in life after football. I was going to be a writer. Simple. I know what I'm doing. I'm not wholly identified in this football player ego trip. Ah, mm, what I had to learn. Every single relationship I had was built around this persona that I was living out as this warrior, as this supreme athlete, as this professional football player. Every relationship, friends, family, doesn't matter, acquaintances, people I met at the restaurant, at the store, coffee, etc. Everything I was, my whole lexicon of being was coming through this lens of being this football player. I come out of that wrapped in shame, wrapped in guilt, my body broken. My confidence destroyed. And I had to begin this long, slow process of reconfiguring myself. 
of healing. I looked back on a professional football career. I played six years in the NFL. The average lifespan, the average career span of an NFL football player is like 2.3 years. I played six years. Had a hell of a career. 15 years total in football. A lot of injuries. Mountainous highs. Devastating lows. I came out of it at 28 years old, a young man looking back going, what have I done with my life? I've done nothing. I've done nothing. Those were my thoughts. Slowly but surely, I just picked myself up off the ground. One moment at a time, one breath at a time. Healing myself, finding my way with God, with spirit, surrounded by love. My loved ones just all there for me. All there, they didn't care. It was all me. I tell you this because no matter where you are right now, you have an opportunity to do whatever the fuck you want to do. Be whoever the fuck you want to be. Change your life in a moment. Completely change your life. It's on you. It's all you. No matter how fucking dark it is, no matter how dire the situation, no matter how broken you are, right now is a new opportunity to completely change everything. Trust. Your mind knows nothing. Your heart knows everything. Trust, trust, trust. And then trust and keep trusting and keep trusting and keep having faith and just go and let it go and let it go and flow with it. Ride it. Go and go and go and make the decisions and do the things. And just keep following it. Keep following it and keep going and keep going. And then one day you look back and you go, my God, I'm a different human being than I was six years ago. I'm a different person. You can stay in the shit. Stay in the shit as long as you want. Stay in the darkness as long as you want. It's a yes universe, remember that.
Stay in the darkness as long as you need to. And then when the time is right, you'll know it. You'll know it. You'll take that first step. Even before that, you'll take that first breath. You'll have that first thought. Lots of love to all of you. Keep finding your way. You are a light. Let's take a deep breath in through the nose, deep into the solar plexus. Tap in. Just let it out. Let's hit another one. Let it out. Let's do one more. Thank you. Thank you for joining me on this ride. Lots of love to all of you, I hope. This fills you with power and strength to live in your truth, live in your highest greatness for the greatest good of the universe. Because we need you. Much love, y'all. I'll see y'all on the flip side. Peace.